0: Hello and welcome to the Data Protection Tea Break. I'm Catherine Levy Spencer and in this episode I speak to Kirsty Bogaud about a bear called Warrow and why the ODPA has published a book about Warrow's adventures into a world filled with data. The Office of the Data Protection Authority has gone into the book business. To find out why, I'm joined by the ODPA's Outreach Officer turned author, Kirstie Bugord, who's also a trained teacher with extensive experience working with child literacy. The book is called Warrow Goes on an Adventure, and it was also illustrated in-house by our very talented Commissioner Emma Martins, who sadly leaves us at the end of 2023. Hi Kirstie, thanks so much for joining me. So let's start from the very beginning. Who or what is Warrow? Well, Warrow
1: is obviously the main character in this book, um, but the actual idea for the bear called Warrow came from something I did way back when we first started our outreach programme. So the idea was to come up with a way of helping young people think about their personal data and why to look after it, but how to help them understand why it's precious. So I came up with this concept of telling them that their personal data is like a favourite toy, and a favourite toy is often a bear. It certainly was in our house. Uh, so if they think of their personal data like a favourite toy, then they would possibly or hopefully want it to be looked after better. So they wouldn't necessarily just lend it to anybody or give it to anyone. They'd want to know what was going to happen to it. And they'd want to make sure it was cared for properly while it wasn't with them. They want to know where it's been, you know, stuff like that. So it's, they don't want it to just get lost and broken or badly treated, their favourite toy, especially if it's so precious. So that's where the idea of a bear came from and why the Warrow character, um, ended up being a bear.
0: So who is Warrow
1: aimed at? Well, we're going to be distributing the book to children in year four. So they're all around age eight or nine. So hopefully this at this age, they may start to be using personal devices like mobile phones and iPads, things like that. They probably have been using them for a lot longer than we'd like, but they're certainly starting to interact more online and potentially sharing data possibly sharing data in places they don't necessarily know so that's part of the idea of this to try to get them to think about and realize you know where personal data is being captured and possibly it's being shared in ways they might not be aware of but obviously we don't want to frighten children and worry them and we want them to listen and to engage with the messages that we're trying to give to them. So a story seemed a really nice way to do that and hopefully a story they'll enjoy
0: that they'll maybe talk about again later. And can you tell me a little bit about the significance of the two main characters? So we've got the bear called Woro and her companion Bijou the blue ticked. Yes yeah, so everything we do at the ODPA thanks to our
1: leadership and inspiration from Emma Martins it always does have significance and a lot of thought behind it. So we already had Project Bijou, which started a few years ago. So Project Bijou, so it's a social initiative really to try and help people share the messages of personal data protection and why it's important. The name Bijou comes from an ancient parable, which also has a lot of lovely meaning and it's a lovely story, which you can find out more about on our website. Originally, the, the project was going to be called Project Blue Tit because of the way the Blue Tits share information. So back in the 50s in the UK, they noticed the phenomenon of where the um, birds were starting to peck the cream off of the top of milk bottles. And that kind of spread throughout the UK because they'd been spreading the message and sharing information that was for the, the good of the whole population. And that's why the idea, you know, the same thing is what we want to do with our messages. So that's why the character is called Bijou and also why it's abluted. Um And then Waro. So particularly in young people, so hopefully the educational age, they're at the ones that we're targeting that have started to learn about, you know, words and the kind of words that we use. And often questions begin with the letter W. So I very much wanted to use a character name that had a W in it, because if we think about the questions, we want them to think about, you know, what... Are they being asked for? Who is asking for it? Why are they asking? Where will it go? Those things all begin with a W. So I wanted a character that had W for the first name. And I went through quite a few iterations and suddenly, of course, came up with Warrow because we're in Guernsey and in Guernsey French or Guernesiès, which I've probably said wrong.
0: Uh, Warro means hi or hello. And that just seemed perfect. So the perfect friendly face for the book. And you've also written it in a, in a particular way, haven't you, so that it does appeal to children? Yeah, I felt that rhyming was really
1: important. Although when I first started to write the book, I did start to write it in kind of normal prose, but it just fell into being rhyme. It just seemed right that it was in rhyme. Um, and once I'd kind of made the decisions like that
0: and had the character name, it kind of flowed quite quickly. <laughs> And even the text, uh, the font that you chose is sort of particularly chosen so that children perhaps who are struggling with dyslexia or any other sort of um, difficulties reading will be able to hopefully access the words in as easy a way as possible. It's really
1: important, I think. Um, It frustrates me still that we see so many fonts that use, you know, the funny A and the funny G, as we would call them. A lot of children have no idea what those characters mean and can't read them and even older people. So we do, I wanted it to be more accessible. Uh, so obviously, in terms of accessibility, we're looking at other ways of delivering it. So there will be an audio version and a video version so that that can accompany the book. So that for those who find the reading harder, they can still enjoy the story,
0: um, and perhaps just enjoy the colouring and looking at the pictures, but they can still get the story. And how does WORO fit in with the ODPA's work in general? And you've mentioned sort of Project Bijou, um, which is our social initiative to inspire culture change around ethical data use through shared stories and experiences, but how does it fit in with that? Well, um, under the law, the ODPA does
1: have a statutory obligation to promote public awareness. And and if I quote it here, to promote the public awareness of risks, rules, safeguards and rights in relation to processing, especially in relation to children. And so my whole outreach programme you know, from the start has been focused very much on children and young people in education. They are our future. So we always have to remember that these young people that we're educating and setting off in the world today... They are the people who will be running the country. There'll be our politicians, there'll be engineers, there'll be our technologists. These are the people who will be shaping the world that we will turn old in. Uh, So it's very important that they understand the world that is around them and is still developing at such a fast pace. They probably understand it a lot better than we do because they engage in it in a very different way to how we do. But it's so important to help them understand How personal data is such an important part of that, because if we can get them to understand why looking after personal data matters so much, then it may just become ingrained into the things that we do in the future. Whereas now it seems to be an afterthought. So, you know, we race
0: ahead with technology, looking at what we can do rather than whether we should do it and what the impact of it might be. And so that's all very much sort of the foundations of Project Bijou Seeds, which is the offshoot for children and young people of Project Bijou. And you just mentioned about how quickly the technological landscape is changing. Digital devices are increasingly becoming part of our children's everyday lives. And so you've just touched touched on this really, but why is it so important to reach children at an early age? Well, yeah, so like I said, obviously we want them to
1: develop into... Ethical individuals in the future, but also we mustn't forget the people that they live with, so the people that they Um, are with every day of their lives or, you know, so like their parents and carers that they maybe live with at home, younger and older siblings, you know, people in the older generation like grandparents, aunts and uncles. So all of these people, all of the people that are around them in their everyday lives, hopefully they can start to get the messages from the children taking the book home. So they may help them to read it. The children might take it to them and say, look, you know, help me color it or help me add to the book because. Um, one of the things we really want for the book is for the children to take ownership of it and it's designed to be added to you know adding parts to the images and colouring it in so hopefully the older people around them um, can come on that journey with them as well and actually what was really nice when we launched the book just recently the Gilorley library you know one of the children there was saying well I'm going to take this and read it to my younger sibling at home so even children who are aged around eight, they they want to share that message with their younger siblings. It just seems such a nice way to try to communicate t- to people because stories work. You know, stories have formed the basis of a lot of our civilization. You know, The way that we've imparted information throughout generations has been through stories. So it, that seemed a nice way to try and do it. And obviously to try to reach the other people around in the community who might not be, so engaged or aware of the things we're trying to do or aware of the way the world is changing
0: around them. Because you're no stranger to the challenges of communicating these issues as a mum of two teenagers, and also you do a lot of work in the secondary schools as well as the primary schools uh, through your outreach work. What sort of things do you discuss with them there? Because obviously technology is evolving at such a fast pace and these devices are increasingly taking up young people's time how do you how do you sort of how do you tackle that in schools so obviously WarO has been designed for
1: primary school age children and so the messages in it it you know we're not we don't want to frighten children but we're just trying to get them to understand and to think about where their data is and where it might be being shared and what's involved in that and what what personal data is so when i'm delivering sessions to secondary age children well young people i shouldn't say children obviously the messages. Are slightly different they're probably very experienced users of social media apps and they probably have a lot more knowledge than me about how a lot of these things work but even though they are very digital savvy they may not be aware of some of the nuances of these things so they might not be aware how much the app they're using is tracking them or how much information it's taking from them and how that information is being used So in particular, recently, especially because um, it is so prevalent in the news at the moment, AI is something that we've been discussing. So I trialed a year 10 session at the end of the summer term. And a lot of that did look at the way that artificial intelligence and augmented reality, the way these things are going to be changing our world and already is. So obviously, we talk about things like fake images, about disinformation, fake news is so important because we can't take what we see as real anymore but also how closely these things are linked to personal data so for example what you get fed through your you know news feed or whatever it is what fake news or disinformation you get would possibly be different to what i get so it's these algorithms are always learning about us so it's about them understanding how our personal data is feeding these things because we need them to question what they see. We need them to just not take for granted everything they see or are told online as being true. Um, And actually, very recently, um, they've done some experiments. They found that young, you know, primary school age children do believe the things they see on YouTube. So if we look at science information, they were believing things that because if a video looks slick and professional, then they'll believe it's true. So we do have to start questioning that. So again, it brings us back to you know, why Warrow is a children's book? Because we want them to enjoy these ad- advantages that technology can bring us, but also go at it safely and with their eyes open. You know, we want these young people to mould the future, be ethical with the way data is used and try to get these things at the start. And hopefully this book will, you know, they'll enjoy the story and it will open up discussion around this and school and at home so
0: hopefully you know this will start to get those questions being asked at an earlier age. It sounds um, really interesting Kirsty and so you've mentioned that it's going to be rolled out to all the year four children across the Bailiwick, but how else can people get hold of a copy of Worrow? So yep
1: we're going to be giving it out on World Children's Day actually which is on the 20th of November. 2023 so this is a un initiative that happens every year which is lovely for us because um if people have been looking at what we do in our outreach and through project Seeds, they'll see that everything is very much linked to the uncrc and they say so the united nations what they say we should be doing with children how we look after children so it just seems perfect that we give out the book during that week of the united nations world children's day i've probably got the name slightly wrong um But also actually, so we worked closely with a local publisher, Blue Warmer, who um, have been the the people that helped make it happen Uh, so that you can get it from a a local retailer and eventually it might be on another more global platform. Um, But I think it's important. One of the things that was very important to me and to Emma and everyone at the ODPA was that profits from it if there is any made because we're not trying to make money from it but any profit that is made will be going to local charities and particularly for us ones that support literacy so you know it might have it might do a little bit of good that way
0: as well which is just a really lovely thought. Kirstie thank you so much for your insights uh, particularly into Worry's World and we look forward to following her adventures in the future.
1: Um, and also don't forget to have a listen to any of the other data protection tea break podcasts that we've got Um, you'll find a list on our website and obviously you can listen to them through your normal podcast provider so thanks for listening and goodbye